This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafuma. Mark Thompson. Get woke. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. 18 days after the March on Washington, Birmingham, Alabama, a bomb exploded in the 16th Street Baptist Church just before a Sunday morning service. 15 people were injured. Four children were killed. shook the nonviolent movement to its core. As the people buried their dead, they sang, We Shall Overcome. But in anger and in rage, many wondered how. God is on our side. participated in that act. What murdered these four girls? The apathy and the complacency of many Negroes who will sit down on their stools of do nothing and not engage in creative protest to get rid of this evil system. What murdered these four young girls was a Negro business and professional individual who's more concerned about his job than he's concerned about freedom and justice. One of the seminal moments in the civil rights movement. Uh, We all know the story of the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing in Birmingham, Alabama where four little girls were killed at the hands of the KKK. One of those little girls was or is a sister. The little girls' names were Cynthia Wesley, Carol Robertson, Denise McNair, and Addie Mae Collins. It is a privilege to introduce to you now the sister of Addie Mae Collins, Sarah Collins Rudolph. Sister Collins Rudolph, Sister Sarah, God bless you and thank you for joining us for the broadcast. Well, thank you for having me. It is an honor. Perhaps we should begin by sharing your story. How old were you? I was 12 years old on September 15th, 1963. Now, you you were, your family was, were members of the 16th Street Baptist Church, correct? Yes, they were. And uh, t- 
tell us about that morning of September 15th. Well, that morning was a beautiful day. I remember how Jane and Aaron and myself, how we walked to church that morning. We were having such a good time playing with Jada's little black purse, just throwing it and catching it. We never did think of what we was walking into. But anyway, when we got to church that morning, Jada came down and laid us down that she went on back upstairs. While we was downstairs, Aaron and me, Cynthia, Denise, and Carol came in the door and went on the other side where the stalls was. When they was finna leave to go out, I was standing by the sink. And Eddie was standing in front of me where the window was, and, and she stood there in front of the couch. So when the girls came out, I remember Denise asking Eddie to tie the sash of her dress. And when she reached her hand out to tie it, I heard that loud sound, boom. She never did finish trying the sash, and all of a sudden I, I said, Jesus, the sound was so loud, that's all I could say. And I said, Eddie, Eddie. Added, but she didn't answer, so I thought the girls had ran on the other side where the Sunday school area was. So all of a sudden, somebody outside said, Somebody bombed the 16th Street Church. And it was so, the rough was so clear, it was as though they was in the lounge with us, but a big hole just blew in that side where they were standing. It was exactly about a wonder. So when the debris came rushing in, I was blinding in both eyes, but, uh, and somebody came me, a family of the chef, this is his name. He rushed in and bought me out. And the ambulance would look like it was already out there waiting. So they put me in the ambulance and rushed me over to Hillman Hospital, but the, na- the name of it now is UAP Hospital. Mm-hmm. When I got there, I was on this little cot for a while because the, the eye doctor hadn't, wasn't there. So I waited a little while. Before he got there, Janet came to, to see me. She said, I asked her, I said, where, where is Eddie? And she said, Eddie heard up back, but she, she was going to come tomorrow to see me like that. So I didn't, I, I didn't like, know that something had happened to Eddie until I heard Jane tell somebody that one of her sisters was killed in the bombing. Now, be sure I understand, Janie, Janie was your other sister? Yeah, she was the one that we all walked to church together that morning. Mm-hmm. How old was Janie? I think Janie was about 15. And how old was Addie Mae? Fourteen. Well, I, I was the baby. I was 12 during that time. But anyway, they rushed me upstairs that day, and they operated on my eyes. And I stayed in the hospital for about two and a half months. When they did take the bandage off my eyes, the doctor asked me, what do I see? They took them off my left eye. And I told him I'd see a, a little light. And then he said, what did I see when he took it off my right eye? And I told him I can't see nothing. I was blinded. Instantly from the bomb. You all were in the ladies' room? Yeah, the ladies' lounge. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember about what time of morning that was? Well, when the church was bombed, it was 10, 22, because, you know, the clocks on the wall, that's what time it stopped. The clock stopped at that time. So you were in the hospital, and... They came and told you what happened to your sister. I didn't know uh, a fan out till later because I know when Janet said that Eddie was going to be coming tomorrow like that to see me, I knew what she was just trying to keep me from getting upset. Mm. I found out a, 
about it later. You know, my mother, she came up to visit. And she was letting me know, and I heard it on the news. Got later, my brother, he bought a radio. You know, had just a radio, and and I heard what had happened. And I, I really didn't even get a chance to even go to the girls' funeral since I was in the hospital. But but you said you felt like Janie was just trying to make you feel better. Did did you know that at the time she told you? Did you have the feeling that something bad, something worse had happened? No, I didn't know. Like, like I said, when the bomb went off, uh, I was blind at instant, so I couldn't see what had happened really mm-hmm. to the girl. And what was it like when your mother came to talk to you about it and came to visit you in the hospital? Well, it was it was really sad and I just didn't really know how to take it, stuff. so I I never did think that going to church and you end up being bombed in the church and sister, my sister and those other girls was killed. It just kept me really nervous by the sound of that, that bomb. I, I still, he jumps today from loud sounds and it just, it just was really shocking just to know somebody would put a bomb in the church and kill all the innocent girls. Your eyesight, did your eyesight ever improve at all? Yes, but afterwards I had glaucoma and I had, and, that, and also I still have a piece of glass in my eye. I have a cataract that the doctor don't want to mess with because if I don't have a one eye, he don't want to touch it. So if it ever bothers me, that he said that well, he will operate because I went for about Right after the bombing, my eye was still in a bad shape. My doctor, he would know the pressure with eye drops, but on last June, the eye drops wasn't doing any good, so he had to cut a incision in my eye to drain the fluid from it because a glaucoma will blind you if that fluid get too heavy and, and won't drain. So, so now, of course, there was a movement going on in Birmingham at the time. Was your family involved Besides being members of the church, was your family involved in that movement? I know there was a big children's march there. Were you all involved in any of that? Now, my mother, she she was. My mom, mother would always go to the marriage meetings. Mm-hmm. They would have marriage meetings and, uh, on Wednesday night. And I would see her going and to uh, those marriage meetings. And she would march. But uh, we was we was a little young. We didn't participate in all that. You know, they was having those meetings really at 16th Street Church because it was the biggest big church and it could hold a lot of people. Uh-huh. Most of the people that went really remember that church. They weren't involved in that march, but I remember my mother was because people back there then that was poor, they would always try to get get our civil rights, but the. Most of the people at that church, they would already had their good job, doctors and lawyers and teachers, and they wasn't really involved in it because they thought maybe they would lose their job back, back getting involved. Dr. King eulogized three girls, and then there was a separate funeral for another. And I, forgive me for not knowing, did Dr. King eulogize your sister? Yeah, it could be. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. Now, it's interesting yeah. to hear you say that because we were listening earlier to an excerpt from his eulogy. And he talked about what you just said, and he said what had caused that to happen, that bombing, were those, at that time, you'd use the term Negro, of course, he said those Negroes who wouldn't do anything. So it's, yeah. fu- it's funny to hear you say that 
there were people like that in Birmingham with good jobs and just were kind of going along. Yeah, they, yeah, they were. They had good jobs. There was people at that church. They they weren't gonna get into it because they didn't want to lose their good job. Teachers and principal, doctors and lawyers, and, you know, just people like that. They didn't have the mind because they already had them, but. I know my mother mind because she we was really on the poor side and we wanted things to get better. And she did it. She she went out there. But of course you knew she was involved, you knew what was going on. Did you ever hear or see Doctor King before September? Oh yes, I seen him. I remember we was going to the church to see the Ten Commandments. And he was standing right there on on the top of the steps telling people to come on in and come on in to the meeting. During that time, one of the ladies at the church, she picked us up to go see the Ten Commandments. They had the Ten Commandments downstairs in the basement part, but the meeting was always up there in the sanctuary part. The the movie, The Ten Commandments? Yeah, we went to see it that night, and he was standing up there at the top of the stairs telling him, he had his bullhorn, telling him people come on in, and there was a crowd of people going in upstairs to him, mm-hmm. to him speak. Sarah Collins Rudolph with us, folks. She survived the Birmingham blast. You said you were in hospital, what, a, a couple of months? Yes, sir. Yeah, I was in there a while because of my condition, because I had glass in my face and in, in my chest. And when I went to a doctor not too long ago, he had said I had a piece still in my stomach. Mm. And uh Never could. I never have had any children. So I remember Jana was telling me, my mama told her that I would never have any kids because of the glass still in my stomach. Your parents, they've passed on? Yes, they, they passed. Yes, um, my mother and father passed. What was it like in in the home after that? And how did your parents, how did they live out their lives, Miss Rudolph? How was that? Well, it was it was uh, almost the same before, before the bombing, but I can tell that my mother she was still sad, and my father was sad about what had happened. Uh, it wasn't it, it just wasn't the same because Eddie was killed, and I lost I almost lost my life. But we just made it. We made it the best way we could because we wouldn't, you know, back there during that time we wouldn't talk about the bomb and it was just a thing that people just kept quiet about yeah yeah and i uh, just just wasn't mentioning it yeah t- times were really different back then weren't there a lot of things i guess people just didn't talk about and uh you know when i went back to school they didn't count for me and i remember that the doctor told my mother bring me back this point to remove my right eye because if they didn't i would go blind in my left eye so i had to go back and and I've been that shape because I didn't get any counseling. I had a teacher said I was spoiled because I couldn't get a stitch right in my sewing class, and she hit me in my back. Mm. And, uh, you know, people were just, it was, it's mean, you know. It's it just what, they didn't, they didn't really understand by going in a bomb and at the age of 12. You mm. know, that, that, that took a lot of weight, uh, uh, took, took a lot of uh, away from me. I couldn't go back and, and do things like I used to do in, when I went back to school. And they probably were so scared themselves, they probably didn't want to acknowledge it. People act like stuff never happens sometimes just because they're scared it's going to happen to them. You know what I mean? Right. might have been what it was, but 
He went sympathize with you and tried to help you in the people at 16th Street Churches. When they came to even visit me in the hospital, I didn't, I really wasn't too, they wasn't too friendly and I wasn't either because I <laughs> always thought there was a reason why the church was born. You know, I, I was. Now, now what, what do you mean by that? You said, why do you think they were the reason the church was bombed? I thought the, the people at that church were the reason why it was bombed because they were those up, uppity people, like, you know, mm. the, the elite people. And by me being 12, that's all I could think about because I didn't know. I really didn't know. And then you said you went back to school and a teacher hit you in the back? Yeah, because I didn't couldn't get the sewing stitch right. And she, when I sewed her the stitch, she kicked me and said, you, you just spoil her. And she hit me in my back, and I walked out the school ground and told my mother. And she came back, and she gave her a piece of mind. Because mm-hmm. uh, she didn't have no business doing that, because I couldn't uh, get it right. Well, why, why would she say you were spoiled? I don't know. Uh, I guess because the attention, that little attention I was getting, I wasn't getting too much. Right. Because uh, most of the people really didn't even know. I don't believe they really knew that I was even in the bombing culture. They carried me out of there and put me in the ambulance so fast. It was though they was waiting. The ambulance was out there waiting. Mm. And they put me in there and carried me up to the hospital and so quick till most of the people probably didn't even think that was a feel good. But about them talking all the time about the four girls and Spike Lee named that movie. And document the four, four little girls. I think a lot of them didn't even really know about me because, you know, I didn't do any talking much mm-hmm. about it. So you finished school. Yeah. And I finished high school. Yeah. And what happened next in your life? Well, I, I wasn't able to go to college. I wanted to go to college and be a nurse. But uh, back going through that bombing, I wasn't really able. I was suffering with post-traumatic stress syndrome and... I was just, I just wasn't myself anymore. So I remember the children at school was asking me was I going to college, and I told them no. I said just listen and get out of high school because it was something just being in school like that. And you, know, you done been in a bomb, and that's always thought the kids was talking about, man. You know, because mm. my face was disfigured during that time, so I just, I couldn't go to school. You felt people were, were talking about you because of what yes, happened? Yes, I thought they was in a bad because my face was disfigured. Like I said, it was, I had glass in my face, and I had a prosthetic, and I just, I wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. And did you ever get any counseling? No. No, yeah. I did Yeah, they don't, they, people don't get enough counseling today. I know they didn't have any counseling in 1963. No, they didn't have nothing. You just, you just walk around in the same dish. Was there anybody that you counted on, that you relied on to talk to? What about your pastor at 16th Street? What was your relationship with him? It wasn't close. It really wasn't close with the pastor. It wasn't like you can go and talk to him. He came to visit me. My pastor was Reverend John Cross. Okay. Okay. But uh, he didn't come. He came to the hospital to visit me. But, uh... I mean, being age of 12, I wasn't talking too much. I didn't have too much to say to him. And what about your sister, Janie? How, how did she make it through that? And, and was, she, was she a source of comfort for you at all? Yeah, she was very, she, she was about the only one, really, because I remember when I came home, 
I still had some glass in my face, and she when she seen it shine, and she would get some and get it out. Mm. She was she was just like a she was just like a little nurse because she made sure that she would pick the glass out of my face. Talk to me. So you didn't go to college. So what did you do? Did you start working? Yeah, I I found a new job. Cleaning. I started cleaning. Cause back then, that was most of what on the time of the job, you get cleaning houses, something like that. So that's what I, I did. And then I started working at Boundary, trying to hide myself in the world because I just didn't feel I didn't feel presentable to the idea. You tried to hide yourself because you didn't feel presentable. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, had a job working in foundries. Now, what is that? And foundries. Oh, I see. Okay, I got you. I got you. Okay. Sarah Collins Rudolph with us, folks, the sister of Addie Mae Collins. She was injured in the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing. How do you feel now, Miss Collins Rudolph? How do you feel now about yourself? Do you still feel that you don't want to be seen or that you're unpresentable? You're talking now, and that's good. You're talking to people and being interviewed, I know. But h- how do you really feel inside about all of this? Now I feel much better because God had to do a lot of work on me because, like I said, I was in real bad shape. But he had to do some work on me by me going to church and getting saved. And I just gave my life to God. And he began to work, do a work on me. After I had repented and come to him, Right now, I feel much better than what I used to feel. Have you forgiven those who did this to you? Yes, I had to do that, yes, because, you know, when a person, people do things like that, they are operating with another spirit, a demonic spirit. Because people that know God and that God used them, they wouldn't put a bomb on their church and kill people, injure people. It's all... I had to forgive them because it was the work, it was just work of the devil. So mm-hmm. I just hope they repented before they left and asked God to forgive them for what they did. Because I believe in heaven. I don't want to have nothing in my heart when I meet God. If you drive back through that area, go near the church, what do you think about? I always think about that day. You know, that day, a day I'll never forget. Just thinking, thinking about how it looked and how what happened that morning. I, I would never get that out of my mind as long as I live because that was a day that changed my life. Mm-hmm. Changed my whole life. And it was it was they they did they did. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Sarah Collins Rudolph, folks, she is one of the survivors of the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing 50 years ago. Uh, we appreciate your courage in telling your story and in sharing and helping us all to remember the sacrifices that 
made those who gave their lives and those like you who, while you didn't lose your life, clearly a casualty of that struggle. We thank you for your service to us all and for your endurance and for your example and your courage. God bless you. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much. And take care now, folks. All right. Uh, all right bye bye, folks. The bye bye. The sister of Addie Mae Collins, who survived that blast. Really interesting to hear her articulate what we heard Dr. King say earlier. And we thank her. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.